Hello, this is Father Bill Watson with Sacred Story Institute Jesuit Podcast. We circle back to modern-day Vietnam. This was a conversation that I had with Father Trung several months ago, which actually kind of propelled me to want to interview him, because he is going to be speaking along with a religious sister, Sister Too High, who is currently in the Seattle area getting a degree in nursing. She is from Vietnam. And they're going to be speaking about the experience of Catholic evangelization in Vietnam and what they have to do to get around the communist regime with regards to Catholic education. It was something that I was not aware of, and I think our listeners will find this very interesting in terms of what Catholics have to do in order to train and teach their children the Catholic faith. So, Father Trung Pham and Sister Too High. Father Trung, it's been good being with you on these two sections of an interview with you about your life in Vietnam, your birth before the fall of Saigon, your father's incarceration, what life was like then when you came to the United States, and then also your career as an academic and as a Jesuit, as an artist. And for this third section, we're, we're going back to Vietnam to talk about what church life is like in Vietnam and how the church has to operate in terms of evangelization under the communist regime. And it was news to me, and that was kind of almost what sparked my interest in interviewing you, uh, even though it would have been great just because of your artistic skills to have an interview with you. But, but for many people, have no idea what's going on in Vietnam right now, especially with the church. And so, Trung, you have brought a guest on uh, Sister Too High, and if you could introduce her, then I will, I will kind of give a lead question for the two of you to reflect on uh, for people out in the listening to the podcast who are curious and want to know what's going on in Vietnam, especially with the Catholic Church. Thank you, Bill. Hello, everybody. I would like to introduce Father Too High. She's from... Sister Too High. Yeah, Sister, Sister Too High. <laughs> from the uh, congregation of lover of the cross in vietnam and she's here at bellevue community college for her scholarship she accompanied with another of her own uh, congregation sister so two of them are here to uh, study she's trying to pursue a degree in in nursing so right now she's studying two years college getting an aa degree She's living with a sister in Bellevue. Good to uh, have her and uh, let her uh, speak about what's going on in Vietnam in terms of the Catholic Church, Vietnamese Catholic Church there. Thank you, Father Trung. Sister Too High, very nice to meet you. I'm glad you could join us. First of all, what inspired you to come and get a nursing degree and what were you doing in Vietnam before coming to Bellevue? Um, thank you, Father Bill, and thank you, Father Chung. Thank you for inviting me to this conversation. I'm happy to be here and also happy to answer your questions. So to come to the United States, exactly. I thought tell a little bit of the background when I have invited to become to come here. Okay. So exactly when my superior invited me to come to the US, I did not want to go because I had no English and it is a big challenge for me. And also, you know, to move to another country to study. Oh, my goodness. How could I deal with that? You know, and then. For God, all things are possible. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then I came and then 
I learned English for almost two years and then I signed up to learn. No, exactly. My superior asked me to become a nurse. So and after that, when I coming back, I can have can work in the hospital. Exactly. We are not allowed to work in the hospital because we are uh, under control of the communists. So we are not allowed to work in the hospital. But we can open the um, clinical, a small one, in the different places in our diocese. So that means we, we can do that. But, you know, under control. As a religious sister with a nursing degree, you would not be allowed to work in a hospital in Vietnam. Yes. That, that'll be news, I think, to an awful lot of people in the United States and around the world. You're, you're here. How many more years do you have for your nursing degree? Um, I will have one more year to finish it. I finished all the classes to get an AI's associates in art. And then now I take all the classes to get in nursing and I'm halfway. So hopefully in one more year I can finish it. Very good. Well, let's go yeah. back to what Catholic parents in Vietnam have to do to communicate the faith to their children. So there are there any Catholic schools that are allowed in Vietnam? We are not allowed to open the school, the Catholic school. That is a big deal. We try all the bishops and also the nuns have all the congregation. We try to open the school, the Catholic schools for the, the kids and also great schools, but the, our government not allow us to do that. The only thing we can do, that means that our government allowed to do is to open the kindergarten school. The the kindergarten the schools. Yeah, right. Are, are you allowed to teach catechetics to kindergarten students? Yeah, we do. You do, okay. Yeah. So the, the age of kindergartens would be what, like four to six? No, from two years old to wow. six. Two to six, okay, very yeah. good. But is the one thing very different is in the South. So we kind of, for the sister, we are feel free to teach the um, catechisms for all the students, but in the north, we are not allowed to do that. We can do that kind of very in silent and then not showing for the people who know about the Catholic Church. Because if somebody out of the Catholic Church, if they see that, they can go ahead and they can let the, our government and the government can come in and we can close the school. That is a big thing. Is so it there different are, between the north? There are yeah. spies. Spies. Exactly, working. yeah. <laughs> well, is the Catholic Church as a church in terms of mass and things like that able to operate freely? Yeah, we are allowed to do that. Yeah. Is there are, are there any restrictions on a priest's homily during a mass? I should say in between. I'm saying that because not exactly all the time. Sometimes they we can feel free. Other priests can do that. But father, I think it depends on the districts when the father come, if they are allowed to do that. It, I think is because of under communists is a big deal. So for the, okay. some places they are allowed to do that, but some places they don't. So okay. that means very kind of a big challenge for the other priests and for us to do the missionary. So how does, after kindergarten, how do students, how is their faith communicated to them? How do they get prepared for confirmation, first communion and things like that? Does that happen in the home 
that happened um, privately? No. So we still invited them to come to the church. We, we teach the catechisms every night. Okay. Yeah, especially on the weekend, we gather them all. So we're not spreading doubt. I like the same in US, but we do that because we want to avoid of the bad thing happen, you know? Right. And is the church vibrant in Vietnam because of the oppression under communist rule? Or has it been diluted in any way? Both. Yeah, because based on our cultures the, in the South, so they have, they feel free to do that. But in the North, we are very affected a lot by the communists. So that's why the reason why I say in both. Are you allowed to wear religious garb in Vietnam? Okay, now, in the, in the South, for the nuns, we are free. Are okay to wear their habit okay to go to work but in the north if they see that is a big deal okay yeah we, we can wear when we go to the church so, or when we have the very special meeting or for the funeral we are allowed to wear that but go to work or go out of the congregation that is a big deal okay would would, would there be uh, consequences for doing that Oh, yes. Would they punish the entire order or just an individual? The orders. My goodness. Father Trung, any perspectives from you? Because you still have contacts back there. Not much difference. The North is a political center and the South is economic center. Okay. That's the, that's the whole look of this. The government trying to control the situation that they don't want the student to get the catechism even during the weekend. Right? She said that the student in Catholic Church learned catechism uh, on the weekends, but the government knows about this, so they trying to create events from school to take away the kids from the weekend as well at some places so that they don't have time to go to the parish to study catechism. So all these competitions going on to take away all these uh, activities of the church during the weekend. So that's also going on as well. Do people feel threatened or is it just they've gotten used to it and they just kind of work around it? Is it a tense atmosphere in Vietnam for Catholics and religious sisters and priests? We feel threatened sometimes. But okay. not all the times. Not all the time. I think, uh, for, based on my experience, because I work with the Hmong people, I live with them for a years. Okay. But I worked with them for two years and a half before I came here. Okay. So I remember one time when we went to a place, I went with the two other uh, priests. When we went there, the one place, they allowed us to stay there. And we feel no threat threatening but when we go to the another place oh my goodness the Uganda they let okay. us go get away up here if you do not go so and then at that time I think the Holy Spirit he guided the priest so they have the big conversation with them over the night from 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. in the morning about the conversation, how we can stay there to continue our missions. And then, but finally, we stay there. But, you know, I was scared, Robert and the two priests. We were scared. But on the another day, when we moved from that place to another place, 
when we went there, we stayed there for a week. So three days, we feel free. But nice. the the left, oh my goodness, we count hour for hour that we can get away of that because wow. you know the people and I can call the not exactly the police, but the people go around and they say, hey, hey, girl, hey, sisters, you will be killed very soon. You know, we feel so afraid. Yeah. Yeah, to be in that situation. Let's end looking at what is your greatest hope? What do you think are the hopes or the bright spots for Catholics in Vietnam today? You can both comment on that. I hope that in my Vietnamese church, we can feel free, especially for the Catholic church, we can spread down the good news to all the people with freedom, no scaring. Okay. You know, yeah, no scary or uh, no worry of anything. So we just feel free to go anywhere or wherever we come to bring the good news. So we will free to do that. And I hope that the Vietnamese church can be the one. Nice. Uh, yeah. Father Trung? Yeah, the population of the Catholic uh, is about 7% in the entire Vietnam. Oh, country. I thought it would be much higher than that. No, that's the, uh, that's, that's uh, still seven. Okay. Yeah, so it's still the same for many years, but they have a very strong faith because of the persecution and restriction. The bright spot would be the strong faith that they they have. So they don't take things for granted. So okay. they appreciate and they they live they live the faith. That's a bright spot because what happened doing out there allow them to take their faith deeper. That's a great contribution to, uh, I think, the whole church. They they live the gospel in their daily life. Yeah. Nice. That's beautiful. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. Father Trung, Sister Hive, thank you so much. And to conclude this three-part podcast, Father Trung, would you do a closing prayer for us? And maybe uh, it could be a prayer for the people of Vietnam and the Catholics of Vietnam and for the cause of evangelization in Vietnam. Loving God, we thank you for gathering us together and talk about things that are important to us. We thank you for giving the Vietnamese the faith. Please continue to assist and guide us so that we can become your disciple and your children. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father Trung, Sister Hai, thank you both so very much. Blessings to both of you, and I know what you have said will touch the hearts of many thousands of people. This has been Sacred Story Institute Jesuit Podcast with Father Bill Watson. If you liked our program, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And may God bless you.